Services and the Ad Council. The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. Live statewide on the Ref Radio Sports Network, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show with the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. Hit up the guys on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line at 405-651-3439 or sound off on the Riverwind Casino call-in line at 405-329-9000. Now, live from the Buffalo Wild Wing Studios, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show with Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. Lobbed up to Baycott, hands off Davis down the left side, takes a bump, banks it up, no good, tapped off the glass, doesn't fall, Jackets win, Jackets win, Jackets win! Paint this town gold tonight, final score, Tech 74, North Carolina 73! And you can put Spurs on this one. South Carolina takes down number five, Tennessee, handing the Bulls their first home loss of the season. You've got to rank them now, people. 63-59, your final score. Sooners came to Manhattan, needed it, got it. Wire-to-wire win on the road tonight in the Big 12. Final score in Bramlage Coliseum, Oklahoma 73, Kansas State 53. Hour 2, T-Row in the morning show. Toby and TJ back with you. Sports is funny, Teej, um, especially college sports. They're not robots. You never know just because... You play one way one night, you don't the next. For example, that Georgia Tech game. Cincinnati. Remember Cincinnati a week ago? I remember those guys, yeah. Cincinnati beat Georgia Tech earlier this year by 35. 89 to 54. Georgia Tech beats North Carolina last night. God, what a bunch of idiots. Did they not practice they heading into that game? Did they not watch film? Uh-uh. No practicing, no watching film for Carolina. Morons. And that bit him. It bit him. Um, okay, 73-53. TJ, tell me what I should think about this game last night. You should think you got a 20-point win on the road. You're back on the right side of things, and you carry that momentum and take it into uh, Orlando this weekend. That's what you think. It was ugly. I mean, Porter will tell you that. The, the players will tell you that. It was an ugly game all the way around. Uh, very beautiful on the defensive side of the ball. You mentioned that early last hour, and mm-hmm. that was the difference in the game. They set the tone defensively. Um, completely got Kansas State out of their rhythm. and really Dictated. Out of, uh, they, I like that word. It, they they, they, they decided what Kansas State, yeah. what shots they were going to take. Uh, and unfortunately, it wasn't like, Super polished on the offensive end for OU, but it was enough that they they built the, the a good enough lead and maintained that lead through the whole game. And even when K State cut it to the seven, OU called the timeout and quickly came out, executed again, and pushed it very quickly back out to twelve points. So um, it was a rough night shooting the ball for both teams. It was a rough night at the free throw line for both teams, but OU won that game with their defense, and you hope they carry that over and say, look, you can probably have an ugly game. Maybe shots aren't falling for you, but you can make things happen on that end of the floor. And 
that was a stretch in that second half against Tech that had they got a couple of stops, they win that game. So you just carry that over and, and build off of that. So I thought I thought they played a really good game in a tough environment and never really wavered from what they were doing on the defensive end of the floor. And even on the offensive end, I thought they moved the ball well. They passed the ball well. Just they weren't getting shots to fall. Like I said, Owe mm. at the rim was just not getting things to fall. I yeah. thought he made some weird decisions at times with double clutching and like reverse laying up when he could have just gone straight in. I think uh, so. I think he's just in his head a little bit. And you said the yeah. the hitch is kind of coming back on the free throw a little bit in the shot. And I think I think he's just in his head right now and some of his decision making last night. But all in all, he, he has had by- a good run of games uh, uh, before tonight. Uh, but yeah, last night uh-huh. that was a that was a tough last night. So all in all, you win by twenty on the road in that environment. That's a tough place to win, and they, like I said, they're 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 a mess right now too. But that doesn't take away from the fact mm-hmm. that that's still a good road win in that environment. Um, you didn't let them get right because that's what they were wanting to do last night after yeah. those previous two games. Right. Tang has had an off week. His team's had an off week. They were like probably feeling good. Hey, we're back home. Let's get this back ship home, right. Man. And they they couldn't. No, you wouldn't allow it. And I think they. OU built off of their insecurities in that first half defensively with what they did to them, and then the rest of the game they just took they took weird shots, they took bad shots at times, trying to force their way back into that game, and um, OU really took it over at the end of that game and played very nice stretch I thought to finish that game off and really push it out to the twenty. So all in all, good win. Yeah, they shocked them early with the defense. Mm-hmm. You know, they're coming off a game against Houston where Jerome Tang said afterwards, that's the best defensive team I've ever seen in my life, and I believe it. Houston is unbelievable defensively. But I think they probably on film watched the last two OU games and said, all right, this is going to be easier sledding. Sure. And and OU shocked them early. I think the scouting report was awesome. Obviously, the attention to detail defensively, the buy-in, the effort, everything was on point. That's as good as they played defensively all year. They absolutely dictated to K-State who's taking shots and where they're going to take them, especially at the beginning. Now, they, K-State got Tyler Perry started making some shots, and and uh, they tightened things up a bit. But really, would you say seven is as close as they got? Six I, or seven is as close as they got? I think it was seven. Oh, you led the whole way. Mm-hmm. And it got a little scary there in the second half just because they were making a run and the place was hopping, but... They answered it. Uh, Jalen, 23. Javian, 21. Sooners go 24 of 39 at the free throw line. Cats go 4 for 28 from 3. Did you think it should have been a flagrant foul on Tyler Perry? Um, yes. Yeah, I thought it was obvious. So I thought it was I don't easy. know. I don't know anymore what they're considering flagrant I agree. or not. Like, because the night before, they you had the uh, Texas Houston game, and uh, that was never even looked at or called as a flagrant either. When a guy got knocked across the face, so I'm yeah. I'm a bit confused at what they're looking at right now. I would like. I may do this today. I would like to put the Hunter Dickinson play and the and the play last night side by side. And just say, hey, somebody out there explain to me why one's a flagrant and one's not. I'm not complaining. I just want to understand the rule better. Because it seems so inconsistently applied. The first time I saw it, I thought, well, that's easily 
a flagrant because it's not like a natural swim move. Like he reaches up with his elbow and clocks him right in the chin. And and I thought the only thing they could be debating is if it's flagrant one or two. Like maybe they're about to kick him out of the game because it seemed like a it it didn't seem like a just my my arms are naturally moving and I happen to accidentally hit him. Even if you do in the head, that is supposed to be a flagrant foul, accidental or not. If there is some intent to it and above and beyond, then it's flagrant two and ejection. And I thought, well, they're just debating here if it's flagrant one or flagrant two because he went way up with the elbow to clock him. And so we're courtside. We're right next to the bench last night. We've got a monitor. Obviously, the coaches don't have a monitor, and they're not showing it on the big screen. And this happens frequently on these kind of replays. Uh, not Porter Moser, but some of the, like Bryce Dobb, the strength and conditioning coach, or some of the other assistants will look at us, and we'll kind of, Kevin and I will kind of nod our head what we think. You know, we think, man, I don't think that's going to get the call. Or yes, I don't. So I, I see the replay last night, and we immediately, they're looking at us. We're on the air, and I look up and I'm like, "Oh yeah, definitely flagrant foul, no, no, no doubt. You guys are getting a flagrant foul here." They're, you know, and then they don't call it a flagrant. And if you're listening to the radio broadcast last night, you could hear Porter come over to the table and say, hey, "Our microphones picked up." He goes, "I thought you guys said it was going to be a flagrant." <laughs> he wasn't happy, you know. He's in. So at end of the interview, that's what this is a reference to here, Teach. Here's Porter after the game. Congratulations. What a performance tonight. No, I'm, I'm, I was really with the guys. You know, just how they bounced back. I mean, that was, you know, we talked. I've done like 10 interviews since the Texas Tech game and just and how the guys were. And I, my message was like, these guys are so crushed, but they're like, we were so close and we just know what we did wrong. And we had some, uh, the, the way they guys prepared for this game and the way we defended. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was a clinic defensively the way those guys, our, our guys communicated on the floor and we got to build it. We just said in the locker, why would we do it any other way? Yeah. Um, we were so locked in opposed to some of the things in the second half against Texas Tech. And that was, that was elite defense. Um, we took care of the ball. We only had nine turnovers. Um, their crowd was elite trying to get it back. And every time our guys answered in, in this environment. And uh, really, really, truly a, a great. It's the best I've seen Javin and Los together lead. They so they both were so loud. They both were so leading. And, uh, I mean, Los's defense, I mean, it was just tremendous. And then Javin at the end, just hard to catch him. Uh, you know, he's uh, at the end when they're trying you to. teach him those one-handed scooping layups like that? When they go in, I did. Porter used when, to do yep, it. Yep, when they went in, I did. How about Jalen Moore tonight? 23 points, 9 rebounds. I mean, just the way he started us, got got us in, in, in the game and his energy level. And, um, you know, it was funny because we, we said to him, I think when you, one of us told me, like, that he had only had one rebound last game. And I think uh, he's like, he took it to heart. We asked him how many rebounds he was getting. He goes, 20. And I go, all right, seriously. He goes, all right, 10. And, uh, and what I, what I loved, he just had a, a, just, just together, just a complete, uh, toughness to us defensively in this environment. You know, you won by 20. You didn't shoot the ball great. <laughs> no. And you were terrible we're at saying. the free throw. I know. Trust me. Trust me. I know. I mean, we, 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 <laughs> there's no like, question. They there, had like five points in the first t- ten minutes, and I'm like, I feel like we should be up 20. Yeah. And we weren't because our free throws. And I don't want to make a big deal out of this. We shot a bunch. We came here last night and shot it. And uh, sometimes it gets mental, but we, we got to bounce back because you can't win close games without it. We just saw that last game.
I would imagine uh, you know the locker room was was happy, but you got to you got to careen this forward now. You got another road game coming up on Saturday, so how do you keep them from you know getting complacent after tonight? Just explaining the why. I mean, yeah. we, we we showed why we we lost those games last last uh, you know this week in the second half, and I thought our, our, I thought. Um, the way we uh, stayed together defensively and communicated, and like that, I think they saw it. They were excited. Like Los right away goes, "Now that was fun playing defense like that." Like they <laughs> they saw how elite their defense was tonight, and uh, and it was it was great to see. And I thought Sam Sam had a great night again. It's great to see him, you know, have eleven and seven uh, jump back in there. And here's the other thing about Sam: he drew eight fouls. Yeah. He drew eight fouls. That's like a huge stat um, that that happens. That he just gets you in bonus. I mean, he had one like just going to the glass, and he's relentless. And uh, you know, we were three for four, three for fourteen from three, and twenty four for thirty nine. Missed fifteen free throws. If you would have told me we went on by twenty in this environment, I would have said no way. But it just shows you how good our defense is. And I thought we played really smart. One last thing, you've not been happy the last couple of games by how many three pointers you gave up to yeah, Texas yeah, yeah. and Texas exactly. Tech. Exactly, we talked about that. tonight. They go four of twenty eight. You're one of the best three-point defensive teams in the country. That's now 42 consecutive games, and an opponent hasn't hit double-digit threes on you. But four of 28 from three, thats you got to be thrilled. No, we talked about it. I mean, we really, you know, Texas Tech got loose for a bunch in the second half. So did Texas. And we just, it just, uh, it hasn't, it isn't characteristic of us. So we righted the ship, and I thought we guarded the three-point line um, very, very well tonight. And uh, it started with, I just thought we get, we were super active. We got 20 deflections. We counted deflections. We had 20 deflections. We got seven gaps where it's a gap is three stops in a row we got seven of those where we got in different parts of the game three different stops in a row usually when we get seven gaps in a game that's our that's our watershed moment right there we win like 90 percent of the time and uh so just a really good win for our guys today don't get mad at me about the flagrant until you see the replay i thought it should have been a flagrant i saw your guys tell you they thought it was gonna be a flagrant you can't say anything about it i'm just saying wait till you see the replay okay before you get mad at me because i know you want to i know be mad i looked at, at you you're a court side i know i know i go toby what's the deal i know you want to be mad i go toby what's the deal if you look flagrant. at the replay and you don't think it was then you can be mad okay at me after all right that. Deal. way to go coach all right Great thank job. you toby um so the it should have been a flagrant. I stand by it. I went back and watched it after the game, and uh, absolutely should have been. So the three-point defense thing is is um, worth underlining, I think. Uh, it was 29% going into last night. They allow. It'll be less than that now. In fact, I could probably look it up. But that's uh, top 20 in the country. It's hard, TJ, to not – well, I shouldn't say it's hard. It's rare there are so many three-pointers taken in, in this day and age of college basketball. Example, last night, Kansas State shot 28. Um, pretty much every night, a team is shooting at least 23 pointers And a lot of nights, 25 or 33 pointers It's just such a major part of college basketball today. And to not allow a team to make 10, um, for example, the last year of Coach Kruger, they played defense differently, okay? And that was a good basketball team, Teach. Remember, they they beat Missouri in the NCAA tournament, lost to Gonzaga a one seed. That was a good team. They had uh, eight games where an opponent hit at least 10 three-pointers against him. It's only happened four times in the entire Porter-Moser era, and it is now 42 consecutive games that they haven't allowed an, an opponent to hit 10. Now, Tech hit nine last Saturday. 
we were talking about it with the ESPN crew before the game, trying to make sure we had the stat right. So we were counting it up, double-checking. It's been like 46 straight Big 12 games. And we're like, you know, obviously, TJ, when you talk about something like that, that much, what's going to happen? Like last night they're going to make 15, right? Mm -hmm. Well, they go four for 28. So it is a part of the game that we don't talk about a lot because we don't think about how good is a team at defending the three-point line? Yeah, that's kind of specific. We'll talk about just defensively how good are they or do they have a big man that defends the post, but how good are they at making you miss three-point shots? That's an art. It's not just closing out on a team. It's not giving them enough space. It's making them uncomfortable. It's making the guys take threes that you don't want to take threes. First two threes last night for K-State were David Gasson. David Gasson is 2 of 16 now on the year from three-point range. They don't want David Gasson taking their threes. They want Tyler Perry taking their threes and Cam right. Carter and Arthur Kaluma. So this is, is it's always been a strength under Coach Moser, but this team especially. Haven't, haven't allowed a single game this year where an opponent hit, hit 10 against them. Let me see if I can get the update. Yeah, they lead the Big 12 now at 28.1%. Uh, better than Houston at at guarding the three. Uh, UCF's hitting twelve now for sure, right? Probably so. You probably just jinxed yeah. it. Yeah, absolutely, we did. All right, break time. Your thoughts next? Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line four zero five six five one three four three nine. We'll be back. Big thank you to High Tower Clinical. They bring you this hour of the T Row in the Morning Show. Clinical trial opportunities right here in Oklahoma with no cost or insurance needed to participate. Several areas that they're working in. Crohn's disease, arthritis, dermatitis, different cancers. Like I said, multiple other areas. If you believe anyone uh, you know or yourself would benefit from one of these trial opportunities, contact them. Hightowerclinical.com or call or text 405-831-5905. I went back that break and watched it again just thinking maybe I'll see it differently you know, 12 hours removed or whatever it's been. But, like, even their explanation is like, well, Javian fouled him, so it caused Javian to get right. hit in his own face. And I'm like, well, that's what's been called, like like you said. You mentioned the Kansas game. That, that's happened several times, but it's – he purposely throws the elbow up. There's no denying that he purposely throws that elbow up and catches him in the face. The like, explanation they gave Porter was – the foul was first. Javian fouled him first. Right, so it doesn't. What count. does that matter? Right. What What does that matter? What What if Javian fouled him, and then thirty seconds later, uh, Tyler Perry went over and elbowed him, him in the face? Right. You're like, well, sorry, can't do anything about it. He fouled first. Like it doesn't matter if he was fouled first or not. Then it's a post play, flagrant foul. So I don't know. I just don't understand what is and is it. It didn't affect the game. I just want a better end because that to me looked like exactly what happened in the Kansas game, only a little bit worse. I, I thought that was a more obvious flagrant foul than the Hunter Dickinson call early in the season. But again, I'm sitting there courtside wearing a jacket that has an OU on it. You know what I mean? So. Mm-hmm. I need a ref. I need a ref in the listening audience to explain to me why wh- wh- why that wasn't a flagrant last night. Well, even the broadcasters last night said that they were confused, and that what they were talking about as it was playing out. And they're like, "There's been so many inconsistencies of 
the times that they don't even go look at these things. So they yeah. were even confused That's about, true. you know, why wasn't it looked oh, at King in this McClure situation? over there was confused. Right, yes. <laughs> but she's confused a lot, so. <laughs> Knippelmeyer Chevrolet. said it doesn't make sense. <laughs> Knippelmeyer Chevrolet. There was a, Kevin last night had me laughing at one point last night. Uh, it was one of the free throws, and they shot to you guys <laughs> Over at the table, and Kevin's making this face like uh, like one of you had just farted. It was like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jimmy and Edmund, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. I wanted to give the Sooner men's basketball team props from last night. They showed what they're made of. Their backs were against the wall, and they got it done. I believe they have to win Saturday it. as well. This week might be determined what seed in the NCAA you get. Four, perhaps a five seed. Or a 9 or 11. Get these road wins and win your home games the rest of the way and knock off Texas. They'll be right back where I thought they would be. Great win. Boomer Sooner, Jimmy and Edmund. I mean, Jimmy, let's be honest. I appreciate the text. You didn't think they'd be here. Nobody thought they would be here. Oh, I, I think, think, I think he means here. as we, we've gone through the season. A here. week ago, maybe? A week ago, yeah. Okay. yeah a yeah. month ago, maybe, yeah. yeah. I mean, they were 15 and... 16 last year, and they were picked 12th in the Big 12 in the preseason. So, uh, what a tremendous year they're putting together! 16 and five. They've now won more games than they did all of last year. And um, I don't know if I would say Saturday's game determines the world because there's a long ways to go after that. It'd be nice to get it. It's been since uh, 2022 since they've won back-to-back Big 12 road games. That was West Virginia and Iowa State. I'm going to have to start digging and seeing when's the last time they won three straight conference road games. I bet it's been a bit. I bet it's been a fair bit. So, yeah, if you could get it, though, Teej, and then, you know, you're coming home for BYU and Oklahoma State, and like you're right back where you were mm-hmm. when you came home from Cincinnati feeling good about yourself. So, Oh, sure, absolutely. And Jimmy and Let's Edmund, see. this is what Te- uh, Toby was talking about. Um, very nice, very well thought out text message you sent in this morning. Yeah, uh, post that on Twitter and tag the guys in it so that they see the positivity. Because that's Did the problem with Twitter is no one po- positively posts things. Typically, it's always the negative. Did you see the first three tweets that was sent to Porter after the game? <laughs> yeah, you sent me that screenshot. Yeah. I was just cracking up. <laughs> People are amazing. If only we were all coach. as good behind the scenes as we think we are in the heat of the battle, you know. You think I would ever let this happen if I was the coach? No way. <laughs> Do you even practice free throws? I'm practicing 400 shots a day, and I'm probably making 399, and then I'm leaving the gym. But until then, I'm not leaving. <laughs> awesome, uh, awesome. Could, the one guy said, I can walk out my front door and hit 9 of 10 <laughs> without warming up. Well, Do I, you have a shooting coach? I say Question that mark? I have that too, yeah. I, 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 I like this guy, Jamie Palmer. Make the guys make 100 free throws before they li- they leave practice. This is embarrassing. <laughs> now, I will admit. Novel idea, Jamie. I promise you they take way more than 100 free throws. I will day. admit, me and another uh, individual were texting during the game about the free throw shooting. Like, man, this is bad. You got to make your free bad. throws. So, it was bad. But I wasn't. I wasn't. Well, we like, were talking about it on the broadcast, right. too. Well, and you asked Porter about it right there in that interview. It was so. a storyline in the game, yeah. 
Uh, let's see here. Uh, oh, here's Baseball Ross's countdown. Oh, Not very really like weak these. effort today. He's like he's shooting free throws in Manhattan or something. Only 16 days to the start of Sooner Baseball. Sorry, gents. All I've got, sick today. Baseball Ross. Oh, man. You think I don't get sick? I still show up and perform. Too weak to Loser. type a good tweet? Loser. Good text message together? 16 days. That's getting close, Teach. In baseball terminology, what's the magic number do y'all think that gets the boys hmm. to the dance? Good well, they're, they're 16 and 5. I think four more wins, they're in no matter what. I think three, there's a chance. They're a pretty good chance, even with three. I agree. It's a little different because the magic number in baseball, if your opponent loses a game, it takes a magic number away as well. But what right, we're talking right. about is what's the magic number of wins they need to get in? Wholeheartedly agree. Four more wins puts you at 20 on the year, eight and 10 in conference play, and you are comfortably in the field. Uh, anything better than that, and you're more comfortably in the field. 21, 22, 23. Uh, you're talking about you know really good seeds at that point. It would be if they go, uh, uh, if they only went three more. That means that means they have closed on a slide. They went seven and eleven in conference, uh, and and it would be worrisome. You leave it yourself be, some work in the uh, tournament. They would be on the bubble, right? They'd be on the bubble for sure. So I like the number four with nine nine at well at least ten games to go, nine in the regular season and at least one in the in the Big Twelve. Uh, Steely and Thune predict, predicted a loss last night. Boomer Doomers. That seems about right. Oh, way to go. About right from those guys, those na Always naysayers. just so negative, those two. Uh, Ralph was loving I bet, last I night. Bet, uh, McComas, I bet McComas picked a loss, too. Probably did. Yeah. Think I agree, McComas. Uh, Ralph from Tulsa says, awesome, awesome defense. Boomer Sooner. Thank you, Ralph. Uh, let's see here. Good morning, guys. On my way to work. T-Row, great call last night. Huge win for the Sooners. You guys have a great day. Sooner fan in Texas. Look at all the positivity we get on the text. Yeah, I love here. it. I love yeah. it. I love it. I feel like you're skipping a lot of free throw texts, though. Um, I skipped uh, from early in the show to more of the more recent ones here. I can go back down here. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, but please make sure. I think they should practice free throws from a chair. Are there videos of Dylan DeSue available? <laughs> Toby, I don't know if you know this. Uh, I don't know if the Oklahoma fans know this or not, but when DeSue was injured, he shot from a chair. <laughs> Thanks, Fran. <laughs> you know you know it's contagious when Javian starts missing free throws, you know? Uh, like, well, that's true. that's true. The Big 12's best free throw shooter and one of the, what is he, like number six in the nation? Of career free throw percentage, and and he, he even missed one or two last night. So, TJ, they did not use girls basketballs like you did on your last challenge. Did not use a girls basketball. It's a regulation oh, basketball. Yeah, you, did. you were there. Do on not lie table. right now. No, you were thoroughly you, I impressed. Legit. I was thoroughly impressed. It was legit. How many did you make out of twenty five? 
23 out of 25, I think. Oh, was it 20 or 25 you shot? 25. I think it was 23 out of 25 is what I shot. You made a lot. You made more than I thought you'd make. It was impressive. Now, you did shun the mid-competition interview. That's correct, but uh, I was able to I, block you out. You're yelling at me on the sideline. You were the student section over there. Come over here and put the headset on. Blocked we're, you we're out. Trying to do a ra- I was so mad at you. We're trying to do a radio bit. We built all the way to this, and, you, and you're rolling, and I was like, all right, let's come over here and talk about how you're doing so far, and you're like, nope, I'm going to keep shooting, and you just kept going. <laughs> That's right. So you really which, which you didn't want to break that rhythm. <laughs> you didn't want to break that rhythm. But you, it was impressive how you did at the free throw line. I, For a relatively non-athletic person, you were a really good free throw shooter. What are you talking about? If you could have seen my stride on my three-plus-mile uh, walk yesterday afternoon in the neighborhood, you'd have been thoroughly mm-hmm. impressed. Yeah. Uh, break time. Wednesday morning on the ref. We'll hear from uh, Jalen Moore coming up. i got to talk to you about tonight's big bowling showdown. Uh, lots of stuff still to get into. We'll be back. The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. He's playing some ball, isn't he? Waldo, um, showed up at the airport yesterday. And Kev said... You growing your hair out? And he said, no, I'm just not. I'm playing good ball. So I don't want to get a haircut right now. It's good luck. You know, I don't want to cut it while I'm playing good. Uh-huh. And I said, I hope that thing ends up looking like Dr. J's fro by the end of the season. You know? <laughs> and we retold that story on the broadcast last night. And Kev said, I bet he doesn't even know who that is. And I said... No, come on, please. Come on. He goes, you think he does? And I was like, is Dr. J? Surely they know who Dr. J is. I mean, even if you never saw him, like I didn't see Wilt Chamberlain. I know who Wilt Chamberlain is. Right. Surely today's player knows who Dr. J was and Larry Bird and Magic Johnson. Right? Please tell me yes. Here's the thing with a lot of those guys. The guys that play sometimes don't watch and pay attention to the actual game. So maybe. I, I'm not saying that he doesn't. I'm just saying there are a lot of kids like today that will be heavy into football and they don't watch football. It's weird. So I would think that he knows Dr. J, but we are getting older and it's getting further removed. But your your timeline's right about what Wilt would have been for us would be what Dr. J is for him, I suppose. Waldo, please tell me you know who Dr. J is, and please keep playing good basketball. And, and know who Dr. J is outside of hearing the name Dr. J, like in passing and conversations about Have an Jordan appreciation and the others. For him, right. Yeah. right, 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 right. Like we do, teach like we like uh, be be sports fans like we are is what you're saying. Dr. J, you know who else played that? Jalen Moore, monster last night, twenty three yeah. points, nine rebounds. Kevin caught up with him afterward. Jalen, career high, man, 23 points. What was working so well for you tonight? Um, I feel like just the defensive end, I mean, we were guarding, and then I was getting out, we was getting out of transition, so I got some good buckets there. And then the shoot, knocking down a trade ball, those reps. So, hey, 
Is that something, is the three ball, man, is that something you've been working on in practice, after practice, before practice, what? Yes, sir, I'm always working on my shots, so shoot, finding ways to improve, and it was following the night, so I'm happy. Well, you're, you're such a dynamic player. For you to be able to expand your game and do other things is, is awesome for the team. Uh, talk about the defensive end. I thought you guys did so good on defense. Just start to finish was locked in with the scouting report, locked in on, you know, all their, their, their plays and their sets and things like that. What was uh, – what was what was working so well? What was so good in that? Um, I feel like our focus is just good. I feel like these last two games we didn't, you feel me, we weren't locked in on our, we were locked in on scouting report. We didn't, we didn't get the scouting report into the game. So I feel like this game we were more mentally locked in and physically locked in, so we were able to get the scout into the game. So going on the road, winning games in the Big Twelve is tough. You know how tough it is, man. Like how important is it to get this type of win going into this weekend at UCF? Very big win. I mean, it's a quad one win, quad one win on the road. So hey, you can ask for nothing better. Thanks, man. Appreciate you. Well, it was a quad one win last night. We'll see if it stays a quad one win. Not to be Debbie Downer here. But K-State was right on that line. They were 73 in the net. Uh, One through 75 on the road is considered a quad one, uh, TJ. So with last night's loss, my guess is K-State falls below that quad one line. My guess is it's about to be a quad two win. But... Who knows where it ends up in the season? But uh, you mentioned this earlier. The big question is, like, where's K-State going? Because mm-hmm. they're sliding hard. And and one of the keys in conference play is you're going to catch teams at different times, right? Sometimes you catch teams when they're hot. Right. Unfortunately. And sometimes you catch teams when they're struggling. And when that happens, because it, it's not going to happen much, but when it happens, you got to take advantage of that. And they were able to last night. You had two struggling teams. And Oklahoma was able to get out of the rut, and K-State wasn't. And they've had three straight lopsided losses now. And, um, you know, it's somebody texted in earlier in the show and said that K-State's a bad basketball team. They certainly look like a bad basketball team last night. Give OU some credit for that. But, I mean... They started conference play, what, four and one? And beat Baylor in overtime there. Uh, they've, they've got some nice wins this year. I'm, I think they're on the outside of the bubble right now, but uh, Jerome Tang looks like he better hurry and get this thing together. It's going the wrong way fast, TJ. Something's going on with him. I mean, he seemed to have lost it over the last 10 days. Like, he's normally a quiet, reserved dude, and he's just. We've talked about what went on the previous two games, but even last night, like that game was over, and I was like, "Jerk move, calling the timeouts late in the game." He's yeah, just doing right. weird things right now, and his team seems to be falling in line with his attitude and his his demeanor. So, like those timeouts last night, completely unnecessary that he was taking the fouling of guys late in that game when it was at a 18 points and you're fouling someone. I, yeah, that's what I oh, was like. Oh, he's trying to dribble out the clock right. at the end and they're trying to steal it from him and fouling him uh-huh. and stuff? Right, yeah. What's that's that? what I, I don't know. And they they were even looking back. Uh, the J.B. McCollum foul that ended up putting it to the 20, they even, like, when they committed the foul, they're looking back at the bench like, why am I doing that? Like, why aren't we letting this thing just run out? Like, I think they were even confused. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if T.J. Otzelberger was cheating or – if Jerome Tang is just seeing ghosts right now, you know what I mean? Like he is—he just—he's in a—he's he, in a weird place. His press conferences are weird. His decisions are weird. 
he was playing some guys in the first half last night that haven't hardly played this year. Mm-hmm. And I get it. They were trying to find a button to push to get him going. But So here's your updated standings after last night. And that's not a bad night. strategy with OU, and we've talked about there seems to be a, a role player that sometimes gets hot like that. So maybe he knew that too yeah. and said, see if I can find oh, one yeah. of these guys. So. See if I can find Chance McMillan. Right, yeah. Yeah. We have a new first-place team in the league, Teach. It's the Houston Cougars. They're 6-2. and two. They have moved a half game in front of Texas Tech and Iowa State now, uh, both at 5-2. and two. Kansas, TCU tied for fourth at 5-3. and three. And then you've got OU and K-State and Baylor all tied for sixth. One, two, three, four, five. Yeah, sixth. OU and K-State 4-4. Four and four. Baylor's 3-3. Three and three. Baylor plays tonight. We'll get to that in a second. There are three teams that are three and four, Cincinnati, BYU, and UCF. Texas in 12th place at three and five. West Virginia at two and five. OSU now at one and seven. Now, I owe you an apology. Yesterday's show got away from me before I had a chance to ask for your gut. Not before. I just, I just blew it. I turned it over. It is the most popular element on our show. Mm-hmm. And I fumbled the bag, as the kids would say, TJ. Now, OU did go on to win by 20, so I am tempted to not ask for your gut again on Friday, TJ. Right. But uh, you did come out after the game and say you predicted OU would win by 20 last night. That's so right. Well done by you. Thank you. The gut was disgusted um, also, with you all day yesterday, just shoved itself been. full of shrimp and just ate its misery away. And then, uh, yeah, he predicted shrimp with no with sauce a on it. 20 point win, yeah. Just dry shrimp, dry <laughs> breaded shrimp. I'll show you. No, your gut should be disgusted with me. And I, again, I apologize to you and to your gut and to the listeners who so very much look forward to hearing from your gut. So, no gut today, but we will have a who you got teach because we got a couple of big 12 games tonight uh baylor at ucf bears at nights six o'clock tip in orlando uh, baylor three and three ucf three and four we'll be in orlando saturday so we get the scout tonight who you got in this one i'm going to say baylor two and a half point road baylor that's what i was about to say baylor by a point or two so i'm right there with vegas i think baylor will squeak out a close win UCF's a hard team to figure out, especially at home. They've got some nice wins at home, so and they won well, at Texas, and they won it on the road, yeah, at Texas. So and they've had a game where they made seven shots all day. That is true. Uh, and bounced back. It and looked had a great. great game it right looked terrible. Mm-hmm. Cincinnati at West Virginia, also a six o'clock tip. Three and four. Cincy at two and five. West Virginia Bearcats at Mountaineers. Old-fashioned rivalry here. Now a conference rivalry. Again, road team favored tonight, Cincy by four and a half. Who you got? Yeah, and I think even with the conference record, Cincinnati's better than that record, and I think they're much better than Cincinnati or than uh, West Virginia. So I'll go Cincinnati on the road as well. So I'll pick both road teams tonight. I'll take both home teams tonight, Ooh. UCF and West Virginia. Yep. Break Challenge time. We'll accepted. <laughs> a true Sooner fan wouldn't be caught dead without the KRF app. Join the Army. Get the app. Tell your friends. This is The Ref, where diehard Sooner fans listen. Toby and TJ back with you. T-Row in the morning show. Hightower Clinical brings you this hour of the T-Row in the morning show right here on The Ref. 
bringing clinical trial opportunities to Oklahoma. Hightowerclinical.com. Call or text 405-831-5905. Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Give kudos to Porter and this team. We are a threat to be any team in the best conference in the country. Not perfect, but fans are beginning to show up. I'm excited about the future. Bill, the Astros fan. Yep, I agree, Bill. You know what Things you should be excited a... about, Bill's the Astro fan? The Astros' future. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a real, that's a really good shot by yeah, you. Thank you. Uh, maybe for OU Twitter, we should ask ESPN Plus to panda Taylor Swift for every missed free throw. <laughs> <laughs> Double angry. Good morning, fellas. Started listening to the game at half, up 16, feeling great. While on the way home, the lead was cut to six. Got home, turned it on the TV, fell asleep, woke up, and we win by 20. Oh, what a journey. What a journey (laughs) that person took. Dedication there. Yes, I I don't know. You got this. I I I believe in you. uh, Solar flares are disrupting everything, T-Matt from Choctaw says. Oh, that goes back to our uh, internet situation. Is that what was going on earlier today? Solar flares. Seems like we're settled in now, right? Uh, yeah, no, I think in the last well, first hour, hour of the half, show, we yeah. had a horrible time with the signal everywhere. So I like it that we can blame it on Neil deGrasse Tyson, Teach. Uh, sooner, the Cosmos did it. Sooner Judy sent you, uh, Toby, this is the best sweet chili sauce. And it's a picture. May Ploy. It's a blurry picture. Sweet chili sauce. May mm, Ploy okay. is the brand, I think. Thank so you. There you go. Much, There's another Judy. dipping sauce. 8 o'clock, top of the hour break. Toby and TJ with you. Sooners win in Manhattan last night. Women, huge game tonight. We'll hear from Jenny Baranchek next hour. Back after this.